This is the podcast for Dean Tastic Tech. This is Dean Tastic Tech Podcast, episode number 01, recorded on April 3, 2009. On today's podcast, Skype releases an iPhone app. Configure D-Day dance, nothing happens. Microsoft Encarta shutting down. Good day to you, this is the pilot episode of the Dean Tastic Tech Podcast. Every week, we dish out the biggest news of the week in tech, web, and blogging into bite-sized chunks for your convenience. This week in the world of tech, web, and blogging, Skype has finally released an iPhone app. Early this week, Skype came out with a client for the iPhone and iPod Touch platform. The app allows one to make Skype to Skype as well as Skype out calls using their iPhones or iPods Touch, but only on wireless networks and not on cellular connections such as 3G and Edge, perhaps so as not to irk mobile service providers. Gigaom's Omatic was one of the first people to install and use the app hours before it appeared on the iTunes App Store, and he gave it a solid review. For those of you that use Skype on a daily basis and own an iPhone, wrote Om, this could very quickly become the simplest way to make long-distance calls. The dreaded Conficker worm remained largely dormant as April 1 dawned around the world. Conficker, also known as Downup, Downup, and Kido, was first observed late last year and its programmers have since released three variants of the worm in an attempt to evade the containment attempts of computer researchers. It is known to sit quietly in one system, disabling antivirus and firewalls and preventing access to security-related websites. It would have supposedly ended its dormancy on April 1, but the date came and went without much incident. So Conficker failed to cause mass hysteria on its much-hyped launch date. Does this mean that the Conficker threat has been completely annihilated? The answer, says an Ars Technica article, is a very cautious maybe. However, it is best not to put our guard down and keep our computer secure as the next few weeks may bring uncertainty regarding Conficker. Microsoft has finally decided to pull the plug on Encarta, their digital encyclopedia product. Encarta was first released in 1993 and Microsoft has been releasing a yearly iteration of the product ever since. It was originally released on optical media and moved to the web in the late 90s and early 21st century. Unsurprisingly, Microsoft Encarta and similar products such as Britannica became relatively irrelevant in an era of Wikipedia, Answers.com, and Google where massive information can be easily and conveniently retrieved and used by anyone for free. This, I guess, was not a question of if, but rather of when. If you want a nostalgia trip with a side of irony, visit en.wikipedia.org slash wiki slash Encarta. This Thursday, and as expected, various online websites and services participated in the festivities with their own pranks, some predictable, others cunningly deceitful. Google, the web's biggest search engine, has never failed to get in on April Fools with their own pranks. This year, they introduced the CADI technology, which stands for Cognitive Autoheuristic Distributed Intelligence Entity. 
Caddy allegedly laid the groundwork for additions to Google's offerings, such as brain search on the Google mobile app and an autopilot mode for Google Mail. News publication The Guardian played their own prank for April Fools. They announced they would become a Twitter-only publication, limiting the reports to 140 characters at most. One example from 1927 read, OMG, first successful transatlantic air flight. Wow, pretty cool. Microblogging app Clerk poked some fun at its direct competitor Twitter, declaring on their blog that they were closing down and putting up a new microblogging site better, devoid of emoticons and picture and video embeds and full of at signs, hashtags, and misleading tiny URL links. On a side note, Google launched Gmail on April Fools five years ago. That was certainly no joke. Gmail has become one of the most widely used email service providers today, although Google still refuses to strip it of its beta label. This has been another edition of the Deantastic Tech Podcast. Visit us online at deantastic.com and follow us on Twitter at Deantastic Tech. See you next week. Bye.